When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it's Marty. Buying a car is a not-so-fun experience for most people, and it doesn't have to be. At TrueCar.com, they'll help you get rid of the fear that you may overpay. You know when you'll get a fair price because they show you what others paid for the car you're looking for. TrueCar.com analyzes what people are paying for their cars in their market and shares it with consumers so that they never have to overpay. Over 40,000 cars were sold by TrueCar certified dealers just last month. Users see an average savings of $3,046 off MSRP. True Car certified dealers go through a certification process and you work directly with a True Car representative that will honor your savings. True Car certified dealers believe that truth and transparency are essentials to a better buying experience. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what others pay for the same vehicle in your market and around the country. Second, register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings certificate. And the third step is simple. Just print out your certificate and take it to the True Car certified dealer for a better hassle free buying experience. True Car has the most comprehensive new car pricing information available and a certified network of dealers that offers a hassle-free car buying experience and negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Support the Ask Woman podcast and shop at truecar.com. Podcast1.com presents the Ask Women podcast. Uh-huh. A place where three female comics and a professional wing girl get together to dissect the female mind. You don't know how I feel. And explain it to men in terms they can actually understand. Booze. Now, here's the lovely ladies of Ask Women. Hey everyone, welcome to the Ask Women podcast where you get real advice straight from the source women. Uh, I'm Kristen Carney, comedian, actor, etc., writer, and we're here with Marnie Kinnis, of course, best-selling author and relationship expert and owner of the Wing Girl Method and mom and da-da-da. And nothing else. And she, no, no, she like, can keep going. I'm not anything else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and of course, Jason Capital, thank you for coming back, who's uh, back Song from two scarf. weeks ago. Non, no scarf, a couple bracelets, I can handle. I seem to lose bits of clothing every single time I come I know, back. seriously. Let's find it back every we week. Go. I wouldn't really consider bracelets clothing, but totally if you want to go for it, <laughs> yeah. it's fine. It's so weird being across from you where you like have great eye contact right now. You yeah, I know. I, me. I, yeah, it's kind of like, because Marnie and I normally sit, we always sit next to each other for the show, but it's almost like I feel like we're the couple that eats on the same side of the booth. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, whoa, weirdos. That is true. You know? Maybe so you feels, should be there from now on. Yeah, but then when the guest comes in. Then they know, can be my couple. Yeah, but they then could. that's too much the power seat. That's like the head of the table. That's true. And so I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm the yeah. head of the table. Yeah, and so you then have I'll to move please back. us. Okay, I think yes. we've gone far enough with the seating arrangements. Let's... <laughs> really? I can oh, talk really? You're going to stop the host I got, of the I got show? Really yeah. I got bored. I'm just going to be honest. If you were in this yeah. seat, he would have never said that. Now I'm going to call you Jason Lowercase. Nice. Now we have tension in the room. We can go. <laughs> <laughs> well, but thank you for being back on the show. Oh, and I hope people have checked you out. It's winggirlmethod.com slash Jason C to go check out more of his information, which is fantastic and wonderful. And I did want to do a wing girl minute to start off the show all right so here is a wing girl minute if a woman is nodding her head giving you one word answers and has her body 
faced away from you. She is not interested in you. However, if she is focused, engaged in conversation, touches you slightly, and reapplies her lip gloss, then it's game on. And that was a wing girl 15 seconds. <laughs> I was a really short one. Nice. Oh, so just quick tips. Anyway, all right. So that was that. If she reapplies, like, chapstick, it's just really dry air, though. <laughs> right, exactly. Really, just, honestly. She just wants you to get the hell away from her. Um, so I wanted to talk today because my mom is still in town visiting, and we were having a really interesting conversation because I was talking to her about friends of mine who are uh, – well, a friend of mine who is at a her job currently, and she is being really overworked, taking on the role of about 10 people and not being properly compensated for it. And I keep saying to my friend, you know what, why don't you stand up for yourself and say something to – your boss like say something that you're being worked too hard or at least try and get an understanding of where you know this boss is and if they can offer you more money or at least decrease your hours whatever and then I you know as we were having this conversation I was I started to draw a correlation between that situation um, and the friend zone because my friend said to me I don't want to say anything and ruffle any feathers, but she would bitch and complain to me every single day, but she doesn't want to ruffle feathers. Same thing with guys who are in the friend zone who don't want to say anything because they could potentially ruin Mm -hmm. everything. So that's what I wanted to talk about for this week's chapter in the man's playbook. Mm. Are you horny to win? Oh, yes, I am. (laughs) Some music. I know, which is not playing right now. We're being totally thrown off by all this silence. It just feels like so strange in here without the He's gonna the add additions. Oh. oh, and there's a ghost. There's a ghost in the studio. What the Most hell? professional show Yes, it's, I know, seriously. We're falling apart. Ask Women is falling apart no, completely. That, that's a really interesting comparison. That's 100% true. If yeah. only it's I could be thing. in the friend zone with my boss, I'd be, like, amazing. Like, I don't even know how to get in, like, the acquaintance zone with my boss. I know. But so, uh, talk more about it, Jason. Well, I, I literally, um, I don't know who I was just telling this before, but I was telling them that it's your your fault when you get disrespected. You know people like in conversation where they meet someone and someone really disrespects them or yeah. basically like what they're doing at this person's work, right? Yeah. And it's your fault when you get disrespected because you communicate to everybody how you are going to be treated. If someone treats you like shit, it was because you sent off some signals that told them, hey, it's okay to treat me like shit. I'm not worth anything. Don't worry about it. Right. And that's probably what this friend is doing. Absolutely. And the thing is, is that like her boss isn't treating her like shit. They're just not thinking about them at all because they seem mm-hmm. to be okay with everything. But it's, so. if it was someone they like really respected, they probably wouldn't be like, oh, don't worry about it. She'll take care of it and just keep piling right. on top of her. You know? So what should this person do? So in, in both instances, right? Mm-hmm. Is it, what do you do in a job situation if that happens to you or you're going through that situation? And what do mm-hmm. you do if you're in a friend zone situation? Mm-hmm. Well, the, the most important thing is hopefully obviously she can't do this anymore but when you start the first relationship in those first 10 seconds that's when all this like first impression shit is being you need to like establish what your relationship is going to be from the very start are you guys going to be people who banter with each other a lot and have a lot of fun and can mess with each other or is it going to be one of those really like boring formal let's all talk about bullshit like the weather relationships right is it going to be that way am i going to be treated like shit am i going to treat you like shit like how is this relationship going to go i think in terms of the job situation something that can be really helpful is just simply changing your body language around your boss like if it's literally that type of situation and you can apply that to being in a relationship but you can stand with your shoulders back a little bit more you can wear like a nicer 
more powerful blazer. Just things that give you the feeling to your boss that you're an equal. And all of a sudden, they do perk up. And and it gives you a quality of worthiness. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah. Well, the thing is, is like what my mom and I were talking about is that, you know, you you do think that in both situations that if you do say something, you're going to ruffle feathers and you're going to lose everything, which is why people typically But if you ruffle feathers, feathers, (laughs) if you ruffle feathers, that means your boss is a chicken. They just made that up. <laughs> like, I'm not even sure. Yes, that is true. You know what I mean? Ruffle feathers yeah. means there are chicken. Exactly. But that that's the whole thing. Like you you can live miserably for the rest of your life and just be bitter and angry and hate people and exactly what you were like saying. Me. On the other show that you were on with us, like well and you're saying it now too, you you tell people how to treat you, but like it's it's your responsibility. That's what we were talking about the last time. It's your responsibility exactly. to take responsibility. And and if you really want something, you have to put it out there. You don't have to put it out there like a dick. You don't have to demand it. You can be a confident, calm person who can go in and have the conversation, whether it's with your boss, where you can find out from their point of view what is going on with the company and why you are being overworked and how you can discuss potentially revisiting a boost in your salary one month from now when things change. Or you can walk away from the job. And same thing with guys who are in the friend zone. You can talk to the woman that you are in the friend zone with about what you want and express to her that you know being a friend isn't exactly ideal for you. You know, when a person goes in to get a raise at a place of work, usually they'll say, um, this, these are my values, this is what I've done so far. Should a guy do that with a girl, or is that too planned out and too? Well, what would you tell guys to do if they want to get into the friend zone? Do not do, just don't do any lists at okay. women. Lists I helped what I would like. Here's what I would like, and I helped you. <laughs> but that's what a, guy, a lot of guys tend to do. Oh, I helped her because they they think in lists. They're like yes. all analytical. They think in lists, and they they almost weigh the like I've done X Y Z for her. So, so you should want to be have X. sex with and, me, and that's not how it fucking works. Right. That's not at all how. It works. I should have asked. That was a really good question. No, no, but that was good that you asked that because some guys are probably thinking. Those I same even, things. I know a girl who had a guy recently who she was totally friends with. She like he was in her friends on her, so she thought he randomly emails her a contract about three pages long <gasps> for friends with benefits. Psycho. Same thing about it. Didn't meant, just randomly emails her. Hey, let's start having sex. Here's the arrangement. He was like, I'll pay fifty dollars a month for your gas bill. For no. Day. Like he had all. I wonder which one of our friends gave him that template. <laughs> yeah, because I will not have. Him on I the thought show. It, I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. That's hilarious. Was he being serious about 100%. it? One hundred percent. But did he know it was kind of funny at the same time? No. Oh my! Oh gosh. really? He, he, He's psychotic. he just assumed. Yeah, he thought like this is how it works. Friends with benefits. And he was expecting the contract signed and, and returned to him. Yeah, instead she forwarded it to all of her someone friends. Someone oh, for all sure. Of his friends, and I think someone may have posted it he on needs Facebook. To be on, like, oh my God, that's hilarious. It's great. Yeah. Oh, actually, I do want to tell one story. My au pair, which <laughs> you were making fun of me for before, she went out the other night, and she was with this new girlfriend that she had made, uh, and this guy came up to them, bought them drinks, and then, you know, after he bought them drinks and chatted them up for a bit, he uh, said to the other girl, do you want to go salsa dancing with me? Like, leaving out my au pair, my, who was very cute as oh. well. Um, and then the girl was she wasn't interested in him but she also said like I'm not going to leave my friend and go somewhere else with you I don't really know you um, so then he separated and at the end of the night he walked up to them with the receipt from the <gasps> drinks that he bought them oh, to, no not to pay for God. it but just to show oh. that he did pay and wrote his phone number on it thinking that that was like a sly move oh, okay. like that that's like super sexy like I, I paid $27 <laughs> for drinks and here's my phone number so yes I have money and here's my phone number that's because hilarious. I'm super sexy so yeah the things that are inappropriate that guys should not be doing Listen to that, that guys think that is going to work. It does like, not work. Yeah, it's not a bartering. Like for the most part, 
unless it's like a super hoe year round, it's not gonna. There's no barter. There's no barter with women. No, and they will not be won over by telling them that it is a barter system. Because well, their their decision to have sex with the guy is purely emotional, 100%. As, as it should be. Like to say, it's the same thing for a guy. He wants to have a wants to have sex with a certain girl because he feels, he feels a certain it. sense of desire. Exactly. exactly. And it's the same thing otherwise. And a receipt simply doesn't arouse desire in women. As mm. far as, as I've heard. I'd be like, unless your credit card numbers like are listed receipts. on that receipt perfectly, <laughs> don't give it to me. Exactly. <laughs> so tell us, Jason, how do guys do that then to get out of the friend zone? What do, like, okay, I, I know what I would advise for, for both sides if sure. you want to, you know, switch things at work or if you want to switch things with a woman. Mm-hmm. What would you advise? Well, the problem with the guy in the friend zone is that in her mind, he is fully labeled there. He's filed away. There's a lock on it. He's stashed. Like, it's really hard to go from one filing cabinet in her brain to another one, to the one that says friend zone, to the one that says guys I might want to sleep with. So in order for him to do that, the first thing I would say is, I mean, we need to change the filing system. Like we have mm-hmm. to change that first. So what you need to do Upgrade is you need, it. To, you need to take that like, step away for at least a couple of weeks from her because otherwise she's going to constantly just be reconfirming that you're the, in the friend zone. Take a couple of weeks away and then reinitiate contact. But this time when you do, make sure that you are displaying signs of a guy that she would want to sleep with. Which are? Well, now you have to be teasing her. You have to be playful with her. It's not like the, the, you're not the shoulder for her to cry on anymore. She needs to see you with other women. You need to demonstrate that you are an attractive man that is in demand, that women like you, um, and let her see that. And she's going to be like, at first she's going to be like taken aback by it, and she's going to go, wait, where the fuck did my friend go? But then she's going to be like, wait, maybe I don't want that friend because this guy's pretty fucking cool. Maybe we exactly. can do something with this. And then for those who do want to renegotiate at work, how would you advise? <laughs> no, but that was, that was Quit a- your job, <laughs> yeah. go to the beach, and just chill. Right? Yeah, exactly. What are you working for? Same <laughs> advice. No, that was that's exactly what I would advise as well. So it's great advice. I agree. <laughs> there you go, patting myself on the back. Yeah. No, but that's great. So that wraps up, up this chapter in the man's playbook. Um, before we go to a break, I actually want to tell a quick story of um, my friend who, um, she should come on the show sometimes. She's a comedian. She's really cute. She's single. Um, and she went out with, um, she's been going out with this guy recently who is a star on a 90s sitcom. I won't say who Which it in my is, eyes, that is like a hilarious. really famous person. Please tell me exactly. Oh, God, I wish. Um, and he's kind of now, you know, that's the 90s have been gone for a while. He's getting older. And um, they went on a few dates and she was actually and she's very picky and very judgmental like me. And no. she was like, no, I'm actually kind of enjoying this. She was really surprised. And, um, you know, they like went to like the theater and they had gone out to dinner and she's was, everything was going really well. And then she was like, um, then we had plans to go hiking. And he showed up at my door with two pigtail braids. And it was just like, and she just basically said, he ruined it. Like, like it was completely, going, like he literally over. ruined it. Like she lost her female, her female way. Boner, yeah. Right. And <laughs> so anyway, um, the next date they had planned already because she had already planned it. She couldn't really get out of it. They were going to play tennis and she was very, very nervous for what he was going to be wearing to play tennis. (laughs) Um, But anyway, what I really wanted to say about that is if you have like a thing going with a girl and you're going like one look on that girl and you don't know her that well, don't immediately do a a change. Like don't immediately become like a rock star (laughs) on one date because you're literally going to... Or Willie Nelson. Or Willie Nelson. Right. right. (laughs) He's like around his age. So it's like very straight. <laughs> to show up with like long braids. That's so. Wait, well, what was he doing before that the braids were? Well, like he kind of just had his hair pushed back, you know. Okay. Like he, you and know, how many dates had she gone on with him before? Probably about four or five. But they lived in the same building for a long time, so they'd known each other. 
Because like, I met him once seen the braids going. before in the past? Like, she never saw beforehand? the braids. It was like she opened the door and it was just like getting hit with like a really smelly fart. You know, it was just like, boom. <laughs> I, think, I think the fart would have been better in that case. No, it Wait, really so wouldn't. Then, then she said, I'm over him. Like that was, yeah, she was I mean, really he, into him she, and then that And then it literally it. ruined it for her. Really? Yeah. Um, and so she said... They went out to lunch after the hike, and she said, we had to go to a restaurant. And he's, like, there with, like, two pigtails, you know? And so... I don't understand. Why couldn't she just tell him, like, yo, And that bro, was her thing. She said, it. I didn't know how to say anything. And she said it took me, like, it caught me so off guard that if I said anything, it would have come across too shocked. And right. that I waited too long to then get comfortable enough to say anything, you know? Right. And so it was... She passed... The point where it was like you couldn't say anything right so, but so then she just broke up with him instead well no they still were going to play tennis but she was like i'm <laughs> gonna judge like what he's wearing to play tennis so if he still has like if he puts his hair in braids i don't know if i can go forward and she's genuinely or if he wears like it. super short shorts right right <laughs> so, so has she like, does, he has, has male camel gone? toe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. so she, has she played tennis with him yet no. no uh it was yesterday and i told her to keep me updated but she never okay i would like to hear the test. update on this okay. to see if she's like back into him yeah i'll keep like what could he wear that could Things, things can change that fast. Like, they can. No, they can. When you're, it's yeah. a very. That's a very. Um, it's almost like having an infant child, like Marnie has right now. Yeah. Like it's you're molding so this little. <laughs> but you're molding this what potential yeah. you know life of a relationship could be, and you have to be very careful. Yeah, very careful because if you do any like you know crazy movements you're gonna you know well, I will shake say it up. one thing there's mm-hmm. there's one of my first boyfriends actually my first like real boyfriend um this isn't wearing braids but we were together for two months and i was like so into him and then he farted while we were making out <laughs> and honestly it took me like a good week and a half to get back into him again like i was very like turned off by that it wasn't like a thing that i liked and it made I, me see him a different yeah. way i once i once had a girl that i was really into uh in the morning, went to the bathroom and came back, and she clogged the toilet, <gasps> and it wouldn't flush because she oh left God, so much of so dinner horrible. in there. I guess Ew. I can never see her again. Really, yeah. it is horrible. I really, I really liked it. it. Yeah, that's but, really bad. That, so in that case, you, you got to do it in like in steps. <laughs> I don't know. Like, do I don't know one what she was thinking. And then yeah. <laughs> do a second flush. Like. Yeah, like don't walk away and still have a cold <laughs> clog. And always test the toilet before, <laughs> or go home at six o'clock in the morning, like I used to do. I would. I was when I started dating my husband. He would wake up at like 6 a.m. and I'd be like alert and like up and ready to go. Like I, because I didn't want to <laughs> fart in bed. I didn't want to do anything horrible in the bathroom. I wanted to leave at 6, like wait for him to wake up and then get out the door right. and go do my business at home because right. I could not have that situation happening. I knew it would change his view of me. Yeah. It or does. it could possibly. When, when you've seen someone's feces, like that's that's a line you don't <laughs> yes. usually want to cross. Exactly. I don't want to cross. Yeah. All right. Well, we have an interesting second half coming up. I'm not even, even we have Asha Daya coming, and yes. she's um, she. We had um, uh, Zynga on for our last show, who's on Girl, yeah, okay. um, the Girl Spot. Girl Spot. And so Asha's also from the Girl Spot. You remember that because of G Spot, right? Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so she's on our show in the second half of the show, and then we will do some analyze, overanalyze this with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we will be back shortly. See you then. <laughs> Hey, what's going on? I'm Brody Jenner. I am Dr. Mike Dow. We are inviting you guys to come check us out. It's the Brody Jenner Podcast with Dr. Mike Dow. It is a fresh take on life's biggest dilemma, love. You got Dr. Mike Dow, who's a couples therapist. You got me. I'm not the best, but I do a pretty good job. We'll have a different celebrity guest each week joining the conversation with us. We are serving nothing but love and relationships on the Brody Jenner Podcast. Go download it every Thursday at podcastone.com. That is podcastone.com. 
You're listening to the Ask Women Podcast. Oh, we got a music. Podcast One Yay. presentation. Whatever. Hey guys, welcome back to the Ask Women Podcast. We're here with Asha Daya from the uh, Girl Spot, which is a super cool show. And I was on your website and you created the show, right? So I have a blog called GirlTalkHQ.com. Okay. And the show is called Girl Spot TV. So it's very, okay. there's a lot of synergy going on there. But right. um, yeah, it's all about women, empowerment. Um, similar kind of stuff on Bite Size TV. Yeah. yeah, and some of the articles you had on your website yesterday, I was re- uh, looking at um, already. I had seen one which was Throw Like a Girl. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Well, that was actually like really good. I'm not super feminist y. I'm right. like, I mean, if I could stay home and sweep all day, I would. But right. Like. I mean, I do that too. I embrace <laughs> domesticity as well, you know. I'm just lazy. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, why do, do I do What you're saying is you don't <laughs> sweep. Right. Why do I have to be in the generation that needs to make money of right, women? Exactly. No, I'd rather yeah. sweep kidding. all day. <laughs> um, sweep or sleep? Either is fine. Okay. Either is fine. I'll say I was sweeping, but. There you go. Welcome back to a dirty. Well, floor. thank you. For I'm making this weird. No, but anyway, I just wanted to say thank about you. that article. I thought that was that was a cool thing. If anyone wanted to check it out, um, well, what's it about? It was it was like a commercial they did, and yeah. women were, or men, women, children, or men and women were basically asked to do something like a girl. You know, so they said stand in place and run like a girl, and they would like run like really like you know like blah blah blah. And I'm like, did they ask you to run like a woman or a gay man? Because I can't tell the difference. Um, and then they had little girls come in and they said that to the little girls. And when they did the action, they did it very strongly. Just like normal. Basically. Yeah. Like like oh, a girl that. wasn't yeah. an insult. You know, as a little girl, they just perceived it as how they do it, which is, you know, trying their hardest. Not, oh, not like that. very When flimsy. do you think that changes? I don't know. They pe- Well, a lot of American studies say when women hit puberty in high school, they don't see as many representations out there of women being engineers or scientists or astronauts or presidents. So that's when they start thinking, oh, I should be a beautician or I should just be this, as opposed to men who probably think, you know, they can do everything. So right. puberty. But it was always, it was a tampon commercial. And yeah. they wanted to basically break down the stigma of what run like a girl, throw like a girl means. There's some other commercial that's like, out there. I have but... a tampon in. I really, I don't have the amount of energy right now to actually Maybe throw that's like what exactly. they, yeah, yeah, that's probably exactly. what they're talking about. Like, I'm moody right now. There's right. another commercial out there that um, there's like a girl and a boy doing something. And the oh, father... Pantene. Was it Pantene? Does the father come in and say like, oh, let, don't, like, let oh, him do it? Oh, that's Verizon. Yeah, they're talking about... Um, Girls, instead of just talking about them being pretty, talking about them being pretty brilliant, so encouraging. Uh-huh. It's a it's a push or pretty for, stupid. Like yeah, me. that too. That I mean, that trying. happens. No. <laughs> it's but a honesty. push. Right. Yeah. Pretty honest. Um, they're trying to push girls to be interested in STEM careers, science, tech, engineering, math. Yeah. So they're encouraging parents, especially, to say, "Hey, get your girls interested in these type of topics while they're in school, while yeah. they're young." Instead of saying, "No, just let your brother do this." Well, this is so, interesting because I, I wanted to talk to you about like you know dating. Rituals, yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. So from the from your point of view, you you, you know your blog is it's not it's not feminist, but it's like it's it from a feminine very, point a, of yeah, view. Yeah. But so can you maybe explain to our our listeners like what being a feminist is being versus being like because guys can I being not get just intimidated? Yeah, just empowering. Like yeah. what is that difference? Because I think yeah. a lot of guys are confused. Should I you know? Uh, open a car door for her should i pay for right. that first date should should they be doing those things and would it insult somebody like yeah. what, what are your thoughts on that yeah there's definitely this stigma around being a feminist and it's very scary because people think you don't wear a bra you don't shave your armpits right. and you hate men and you're probably going to turn into a lesbian right. for sure now i i don't think 
that is what a fe- feminism is basically you just believe in equality and you want to fight for it because that's what feminists have been doing for years in a relationship i think it's individual you know it depends on the person that you're with and you just kind of kind of navigate what your desires are and balance it out like every relationship is um, a compromise so you've got to kind of come to an agreement where you still feel valued as a feminist whatever it is that you believe in and the guy still feels like he's valued as a man or whatever things that he wants to do and project in the relationship so i definitely think it's an individual basis so what do you think about guys paying for a date or a first date. I don't think it's bad. Um, I mean, look, my boyfriend makes a little bit more money than me at the moment. And so <laughs> I like he, that. Yeah. Um, you know, Pretty and brilliant. I have no problem. Yes. I would just assume because my boyfriend's going to get fired soon. <laughs> <laughs> Not because I'm going to work harder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I have no problem with him paying for things. But I'm always like, okay, well, right now, if you're earning more money, I'll do more of the cooking or the house. See, I mean, that would be like anti, very anti-feminist. But I feel like we are a good team. And yeah. that's it's what contributing it's in the way that you can right yes, now. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I don't think it's bad to for a guy to do, open a car door. You do know? you think that men should pay for the first date? I don't know. I, I think it depends on the guy and it depends on where the date is. Like if it's a dinner, I think a lot of women would say yes. Um, I think What maybe, would you say? I would say yes, but I also don't want to be like, oh, you better pay for this or we're never going I mean, to another you're, you're day. You're asking you someone, off. hey, do you want someone to buy your dinner or do you want to pay for it? Like, of course, anyone's going to be like, yeah, yes, sure, I want someone but, to buy it. But, I don't think it's a male-female thing. I think it's a, I like dinners that are free thing. 100%, but, but it would throw like me off <laughs> if I was on a date and a guy didn't pay for me, like what we were talking about the first half of the show, mm-hmm. like a guy showing up with braids, like that would be a buzz killer for me, mm-hmm. for sure. It <laughs> would, Like, yes, if I was totally into him, maybe I would give him another chance, but I, I would be very thrown off by that. I think the problem well. is is if the guy pays and he expects something in return yes. because yes. of it, he should be paying just as giving. Like, just I'm doing nice it guy. but not expect anything. And every girl would be like, oh, that's pretty fucking cool. He paid and he didn't want anything in return as opposed to the creepy guy who's like, right. I paid for dinner. That's at least second base tonight or something. Right. Like yeah. You better Don't let me cup your breast anything. by the end of the evening. Yeah. Yeah. And he shows There was appetizers, like all right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, it's not much I paid. <laughs> It's over a hundred. Like I should get. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Okay, so that that's interesting. So you are yeah. saying that yes. I so, mean, even if the woman like I would offer to maybe pay half, but yeah, just to kind of be polite. But obviously, if I offer, I wouldn't mind doing it. But if the guy's like, no, no, I'll pay for it all, I'd be like, okay, cool. What? A, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, what if you were on a date and the guy said your half is. That would be a red flag for me. What, because what does it say? It says that you're not a team player. You want to maintain your independence and maybe you're not ready for a relationship because you're your own entity. You have no scope to compromise or negotiate things. And, you know, I don't think he that's He is good. negotiating. He's negotiating that you pay yeah, half you the bill. Pay. <laughs> yeah. He pays half the bill. He's like, yeah, this is team. You <laughs> pay half. I pay half. There's no I. Yeah. I mean, maybe, no I think I maybe some women like that, you know. Maybe some people like guys like that too. I personally I would. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I've asked most women that I interact with. Well, the, yeah. the, the problem with that is that it, it, I don't even know, I mean, I don't even know if that's why you would feel that way. To me, even if a girl did that or if anyone did that, it's very you don't have a lot of social awareness. Like that's just a yeah. weird, that's a creepy thing to do. Maybe if you guys had discussed it before and he explained right. this, is, this is how I usually run things. I don't want to do that weird dinner thing. So let's just talk about it now. Like that would be a much At better least way. Yeah. I think it's all out on the table before. Yeah. But if he just waits till the end and he's like, all right, let's mark this down. Calculators out. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, I think a guy right. puts his glasses on. He's like, this is what about, I also think a guy can use his judgment. And if you know, if you know the quality of the person that you're going on a date with, you know that she's not out for a free meal. Right. But if you right. you are out with a woman who seems a little, you know, just user-ish. She's really th- thirsty. She's a little then too hungry. Don't, you know, 
you can make the decision then. I mean, I would still pay and then not go out with her again. Yeah. But you can tell, try to try to tell who's taking advantage of you and who isn't. Sure. I have a friend who's like that. Like she's single, but she'll go on dates. Like I think she's on eHarmony or something like that. Mm-hmm. She will blatantly tell me, um, oh yeah, I didn't really want to go on a date, but if I'm going to get a free dinner, I'll go. I'm like, wow, well, at least yeah. you're honest. You know, oh, I had a friend like that too. She's like, I don't buy food in front of my house anymore. I just go on J-Dates. I've, like, I have date many, every I've I know many girls that are on Match and they just plan out their whole week, seven nights a week for free dinners. Wow. They, they kill it. I'm like, good for like, they know like, they do it. That's yeah. the thing as well, but they're going out to have fun, but like what, but are they also open to potentially finding somebody. Well, I, I don't know how it is for your friends. I know the girls that I know who do that are the girls who do that and then they go to the bar at one, they get drunk by one thirty, and then they go home with like the biggest douchebag at the bar. Like that's their style. Maybe that, they might even be in a relationship. The they're just trying to... No, they just want free dinner. Right. And they're like nice dinners. Like these guys are taking them out for like $50, $60 meals. Like they go to BOA and they're like, I love it. Really? Wow. But so then what if they did connect with a guy on that's from Match Doctor? Like you, you assume they have emotions. That would be the first prerequisite for Oh, right. So they don't have emotions. No, but that, I want to – because the guys who are listening to this show, they encounter those women a lot as well. So I want to hear more about those women. I think the guy would have to be probably really fucking cool. But I think I think if they actually connected, they would be like, all right, Let's second date. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. The, pro- the problem is I just want to say that the guys who are doing that is that – they just like being out for a hot girl for an hour. Okay, like, so they're, they're both they're getting both an exchange. Using each other. So okay, so it's equal. Something. Exactly. One other thing I wanted to talk to you about was you were saying before you are, have been divor- have been divorced. Or yeah, you are divorced. It's what? officially done. So yeah. Have okay, been so you have been divorced. Yes. You are divorced. But it's now so you're crazy in how divorcees come in all different shape, sizes, and ages. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. you do not look True. like you'd be a divorcee. Oh well, thank you. Divorcee or whatever. Divorcee. No, you don't. Yeah. Divorcee. So divorcee. Yeah. You're so not the divorcee type. You don't look pathetic. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, I'm just good. kidding. King of the backhanded compliment. <laughs> no, but I want to hear about that, like about about being divorced and then right. finding a new relationship. Because a lot of people who listen to the show are in, in a similar situation. Yeah. Like, how do you start over again? It's hard, and the hardest thing for me was how do you get over the embarrassment or maybe shame <laughs> that I just put on you? Okay. Okay. Like, no, 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 not at all. Like, I I feared what other people would think, like judgment. Hey, so I'm divorced. That in itself is like, oh my gosh, yeah. and, and I'm dating again. They're going to think I'm on a Jerry Springer show. Right. right. Um, and a lot of that had to do with my own cultural background. I grew up in a very conservative Christian background. And I still go to church, but I'm not like – there's a lot of churches like, if, oh, if you get divorced, how dare you? You should work it out no matter what. I'm like, yeah, right. well, my ex was a drug addict, and he was very verbally abusive. Not sure if that's the most healthy environment right. to go right. back to. No. Right. So once I kind of – started surrounding myself with the right people and kind of finding my value again as a woman and as a person and realizing there's no shame in walking away from an unhealthy situation. I thought, okay, that's empowering to know that not everyone is going to look down on me for being Being awesome. Yeah. And the biggest thing for me was my parents because my parents are very conservative, but they're not like... Alabama Christians, sorry if you're listening. They're like, um, you know, they would never listen to our show. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Yeah, yeah. 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 They Thanks were, a lot. When they said to me, like, just get out. Of, <laughs> they don't have internet down there. Um, but when they said to me, like, just get out of that situation. We want you to be happy and move on with your life. That was That's a huge awesome. weight off my shoulders. Yeah. Like, okay. Cool. You know, they may value things a little bit more than what I do, but they still want me to be happy. So that was the most important thing. But then I, so the relationship that I'm in now. It was a guy that I worked with, and so we were friends beforehand. And so it kind of happened fairly quickly, um, which, you know, at some point I looked back, I look back now and think it probably would have been easier to go through like the divorce stuff and the crazy drama without him there and dragging right. him into it. But to his credit, he stuck around. 
and going through what we've been through has given me a better um, appreciation for him as a person and relationships because now I'm in a healthy one and yeah. I know what should be normal. So. And, and you know he wants to be with you if he was yes. willing to go through that. And yeah. he didn't walk away. I'm like, now if you walk away and things are good, you're just a douchebag. Right, right. Back right. then exactly. it would have been, you know, justified. <laughs> he well, just so- likes pain. <laughs> yeah. So, so what, okay, so I, I want to give the people who are listening steps, like post-divorce. Okay. So what, mm. a lot of people, as you said before, are embarrassed or they're not ready for it. Like yeah. what helped you, aside from your parents, because I know that yeah. that was like a big step, but having you actually go out to meet other people, like what did you do right. and how did you become comfortable with it and how do you refine yeah. your single self again? Um, I mean, I, the way it happened with me, you know, getting into another relationship quickly was kind of accident. If I could plan it, I would probably have waited a little bit, but I understand some people don't want to do that, you know, different personalities, but I definitely would say, don't find your worth in a man or in a partner. Like you've got to know who you are, um, as a whole person. That's what Zynga was saying. Yeah. Yeah. Zynga from, yeah, yeah, Yeah. she's been through the same kind of thing. And we've talked about this where you you've gone through such a harrowing time you know i'm never no divorce is ever great um except if you're gwyneth paltrow and chris martin right you have have a cute little yeah um but you've got to know you've got to kind of gather yourself up again and be whole and then kind of take it slow like don't jump into another relationship i for me one of the things i thought okay so i'm going to be 28 or 29 i'm going to be divorced i have to the next person i'm fine we have to immediately plan when we're going to have kids when we're going to get married but you know two years later i'm like i don't i'm not ready for that and i'm happy where i am so i think it's just not putting pressure on yourself for sure taking it slow for sure no that's great advice and then what about for meeting people i know you happen to work with the individual who you're now with but like how how would you advise people once they have collected themselves and regained their confidence and found their like single sexy swagger yeah where do they go to meet other people who are single I think there's so many options nowadays, like especially with apps like Tinder or eHarmony. And I've never done the whole online dating thing, but my sister has, and I know a lot of people have, and it's it's a really great place to meet people. I think you just have to figure out which app or which website is the right one for you, depending yeah. on what you're looking for. Um, like to live? Don't go on Craigslist to maybe stay yeah, away from yeah, Tinder. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Don't find roommates on Craigslist. I've done that. Um, and I think... Avoid bars wherever possible, you know. It depends on how old you are, but I'm guessing most people that listen to the show are millennials or older. It's like... Why would you assume that? Because (laughs) they're all teenagers, right? Um, Alabama Christian teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) Alabama. Um, Yeah, I think be strategic about where you want to meet people. If you meet them in a bar, they're probably people that are looking to get drunk and hook up and you know like you were talking about before i do um, love how everybody always says that but then they're in a bar too that's true like everybody's so big assumption it's not necessarily yeah, yeah. like everybody said like don't meet somebody at a bar i'm like well i'm at a bar am i an mm. alcoholic am i like a party animal no so i'm sure there's yeah i guess like there's exceptions here. yeah but maybe it is true they're at that stage in their life where they are you just going don't want like a bar, bar rat yeah there yeah constantly you never right. know so the guy who's like single and alone sitting at the bar and like knows everybody there probably yeah. don't date him Right. Then he's, yeah, yeah, that could be a red flag. And I think there's so many things. I mean, there's so many different types of events and gatherings that happen nowadays, especially in a city like LA, where if you've got a bunch of friends, a great way to meet someone if they're good friends, maybe through them, because yeah. if they're reputable people, they're going to recommend someone really great. Um, how yeah. do you, how do you, I mean, I know, I, I know you um, met, you know, your boyfriend as it was happening, but how do you tell 
your future person that you're dating that you're divorced. Good question. Yeah. I, I never actually had to do that because when I met my boyfriend, he knew I was married and kind of going through that. Right. So I, I guess I got lucky in that sense. He swoops right in. Yeah. Yeah. He knew what was going on. He's like, I see what's what's going on. Um, He helped you sign the paper. He's like, just sign here. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Holding a wrist. And I'll post it for you. Um, You have to be honest. You know, you've got to be up front. Yes. Because it, it's gonna show you whether that person's serious or not, and if they're not, great. You don't waste your time in there. Right. So you've got to be upfront and honest. I feel like you'd have uh, like a strange connection with other divorcees. Like if you met someone yeah. who's divorced, you guys would be like, oh my god, we need to talk. Totally. Now. Yeah. It's like you know, you meet someone if you come from a war-torn country and you meet another person, you're just like, right. what was your experience? Mm-hmm. Right. And it definitely you get it. Bond- yes. Mm-hmm. So do you think that let's say you were to date somebody else that had been divorced, is it okay to bring up your divorces on a date? I think so, yeah, especially if you're in a place where it's not still fragile and you can kind of laugh about it and maybe get support from one another. I think that's a good thing. Well, how, do you, how do you draw that line between be- becoming a supportive like friend right. as, instead of, okay, we were just bantering about our divorces and our exes being like horrible people, but then continue dating so that it, there's like something positive around the date? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think if you get dragged into drama, I mean, most people know, all right, I'm being kind of put in the middle of this crazy situation. I don't feel like I'm part of a team. I'm just like another mm-hmm. string to the bow. Um, right. Yeah, if, if you get involved in drama, that's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Like I never involved my boyfriend at any point just because I didn't want him to be pulled in. Right. I mean, he obviously gave me advice, but I was very conscious about not wanting him to feel like he's part of the problem or anything like that because mm-hmm. it's can be very off-putting, I think. Oh, I love that. Sounds I like think, you have a great I think you just draw the line. At, are you guys – like a really sad, like somber conversation you're having right. about it, or you or guys, if you're laughing about it, if you guys can laugh about yeah, it, talk about it, I think that's a good thing. I think yeah, if it's okay. like sad, you don't want to be just get away from that. And if you're sad, subject, maybe yeah. you may not be over it, or yeah, that, right. that's some shit they need to deal with, right? On they're their still own. like loaded, exactly. So, okay, we have this segment that's called Overanalyze This, we've renamed it because okay. it was called Analyze This, but then we take like 20 minutes to an- analyze questions, so it's <laughs> Overanalyze This, um, and it's just people writing in questions, and then we analyze them okay. so I wanted to start with the questions okay hey ladies and guests this is a long one but it's, it's good information uh, I love the show and uh, wing girl dating tips I've been listening for a few months now I'm a bit of a I'm in a bit of a weird situation with one of my co-workers that started about 10 months ago I'm 29 and she's 29 I was newly single and she had been single for a year or two prior we went out to a club one night with a few other co-workers we ended up dancing together for most of the night then I made my move because I was seeing all the right signs even though She's she's slightly taller than me and had told me before that she wouldn't want to be with anyone who was shorter than her. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I took her back to my place for some amazing sex. (laughs) We started seeing each other without any of our... come over for some amazing sex? (laughs) Yes. Plus you three drinks, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Here's the receipt. (laughs) Uh, Without any of our coworkers knowing what was going on. After a few weeks, she tells me one night that her ex-boyfriend is still in the picture and she wasn't sure if they were going to try and work things out. I was understanding and our secret relationship continued on for a few more months. I thought I was winning her over. One night, she texts me that her and her ex are going to work things out. I was really disappointed because we get along so well and I really like her. They've been back uh, together for a few months. I decided to start meeting other girls via Tinder uh, and ended up seeing a girl for about two months, but things didn't work out. 
A few weeks ago, we had to do a training together on a Saturday. After the training, we went to a nearby pub for a few drinks. She told me that she had broken up with her ex again because he's a douche who doesn't have his shit together. He's like 33 and still lives at home with his parents. As the night went on, we got into a deep conversation about life, marriage, and kids. How we were both surprised, disappointed that neither of us had gotten there yet. We ended up uh, making out, which led to sex. Amazing sex. Um, another come over for some amazing sex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the newest, best pickup line ever. <laughs> another week went by, and she tells me that again she's going to try and work things out with him, and they are going on vacation together to Cuba. This guy's long winded. Yeah. Uh, Just like this, his amazing sex. Yes. <laughs> details. At this point, I'm a little fed up with this game, which is interesting. They call it a game. Friday night was around. Uh, Friday night around midnight, she texts me asking if I was up and if I was home. I was out with friends and told her that I was out with friends. My problem is I don't know what I should do from here. I really like her. We always have a good time together, mm. even if we are just hanging out as friends. The other problem is she is a coworker that I have to see on a daily basis. Oh, it's kind wow. of like rubbing salt in your wounds some days because it brings up some emotions but we've been very professional in our workplace and no one knows that about our previous relationship i guess i just want to hear your opinion on if i should still pursue her or not thanks again for making such a great show it's really helped me uh, be more outspoken and confident with women oh, Kevin. Good. well that's good okay. well i think personally no 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 i don't think she knows what she wants at all and she's dragging him through the mud it's like she's got him tied up to like the back of a horse she's on and she's just kind of letting the horse go but do you think that is very much in line with what jason was saying at the front of the show you tell people how to treat you it's not like he it, it's not that he's openly it, it saying is, i am pursuing you, you tell, he's having amazing sex with I, agree right. to, I agree with that to an extent but mm. you you tell someone how to treat you but at the same time the person that's treating you that way holds some responsibility 100%. because they've chosen yeah. to take advantage of your weakness of course and you want to be with someone who's not willing to take advantage of a weakness or a vulnerability mm. and be the be a bigger, better person. What? Yes. But I will say one thing. In my mind as a woman, I think that a man would want friends with benefits. Like, So I would think, okay, he he's getting what he wants. Right. We're having casual, well, fun well, sex. Clearly, yeah. Well, here's here's his problem. He's Mr. Justin Case yeah. right now, which, which she's just been, mm-hmm. like you said, Absolutely. dragging along. So she's like, I want things to work out with the boyfriend. There's history there. There's investment there. Let me keep this guy around, though, because the sex is quote unquote quite amazing, amazing. she's doing it <laughs> sure. for her yeah and, yeah. It, and it, yeah. it's very it's convenient for her when she wants to be with the boyfriend she doesn't talk to him when the boyfriend's an asshole she runs to him and hopes to get fucked by him that night yeah. or whatever like that's all she's doing he's which in is, the fuck zone <laughs> not a bad place seriously yeah. right? but, but I, the girl would think that, yeah, this is what he wants right because she assumes he's out there every, every weekend sleeping with other girls not thinking Absolutely. about her and he hasn't communicated to her that he wanted something more with her. She just right. He hasn't asked that. her to go out on a date. He no. he answers the but like phone he talks yeah. late at night. Didn't he, he say they talked about yeah. marriage and kids and all that stuff? So but clearly, like they're having some conversations, and she's not an idiot. She knows what his intentions are, even though he hasn't directly stated them. You know, if you go out with a girl and you talk about marriage and your future, like to not to be the other person on the other end, not knowing, being like, oh, I didn't know you wanted to date. It's like, yes, you did. You're not the same brain cells. It depends where you think you are in that interaction. If I was with this guy who I'm just like having casual sex with and we're talking about what our dreams are as individuals and not really saying that Mm -hmm. I want those things with you, I wouldn't, 
I don't know if I would think you're trying to say that you want those things. She doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't know. He's so. imagining it as them together. Right. She's yeah. imagining maybe her she with her boyfriend. You, all all three of you are wrong. But yeah. <laughs> but maybe she's no. doing what you're saying, where she's ignoring the obvious. But I don't know how obvious he is being about what I he wants. I don't think he is. And except for when he's talking about the marriage and the kids. And he, Kevin, his name's Kevin, yeah. right? He sounds like a nice guy. And when he's talking about, oh, we spoke about marriage and we spoke about kids, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the one who brought it up, right. thinking, hey, hint, hint. But she was just like, oh yeah, totally. I want to get married too. And this guy. she's just agreeing with him, but what she really wants is what she wants. And it's interesting that she said, Oh, you know, my boyfriend's a douchebag. He hasn't got his shit together. That sounds like her. Her. No, exactly. That's totally her. Yeah. Yeah. They well, were she meant to be. Back to him. Yeah. 100%. Okay, yeah. So, so what's our advice to Kevin? Run. Is yeah. it run? She, the girl clearly has a pattern. And it doesn't involve you and just yeah, and wrong. being in the workplace. I would get out before mm-hmm. it gets too convoluted and yeah. too twisted to where it's awkward to go to work. Do you agree? Yeah, I think he should either if he wants to kind of give it a last ditch effort, put his cards out on the table, saying, "Hey, put this, this out is on what the table. I want." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put, it out. put your cards out as well, and just tell her what I you want, you. and say you're not going to compromise. Like, don't apologize for what you want. And if she's like, eh, "Get out of there." I agree with you completely. See, that's what I would advise as well. I would just, I would just be very wary, Kevin. That even if, because you don't know what if she had a fight with her boyfriend last night, and then you give her that conversation in that moment, she might be like, "Yeah, let's try this out." And then a week later, you've seen the pattern. She might just run back. But then you know. Mm. Even I, if she says think, yes, think, like let's try a relationship, and she true. says to you the next time, okay, I'm going back to my boyfriend. But then he has, then he has to go through that yeah. emotional roller coaster, that whole thing. Uh, but it's exactly what we were talking about at the beginning of the show. Like you, you still have to go through that and put your cards on the table and say what you want, and mm-hmm. then you are allowed the option to walk away. Because if you don't ever say anything and you just take what's given to you, then they're then you can take advantage of all the time. Then That's you true. are an idiot because you're staying with a girl who bounces back and forth to you when mm-hmm. she's not having a good time with her boyfriend. So that you know, that's what happens yeah. to you. You've got to make sure the ball's in your court by doing that, I think. Yes. And if your balls are in your right court, then you can have amazing <laughs> sex. Okay. Hello, ladies and guests. Last year, I found myself redeveloping a crush on one of my best bestest friends. 14 years of friendship, to be exact. When I decided to open up and tell her what I was feeling, she mentioned once having feelings for me, too, and now feeling excited about the possibilities. After discussing how we felt, she decided she'd rather not risk losing the friendship, and I respected her decision. I don't think he respected her decision because he would not be writing to us. (laughs) Recently, we've been out with friends, and various people have come up to ask me if we are a couple, to which I disappointingly have to respond, no. I thought I'd move on by now. My feelings have only grown to the point where it's now so internally frustrating just sitting next to her. I have uh, to fight myself from blurting out, I love you, damn it. What do I do? What (laughs) should I do? Pursue, forget, distance myself, or is this all pointless? What's your perspective, ladies? Because if one more person approaches me to mention how adorable her and I look together, I'm going to flip. Thanks for the great show, great advice, and for blowing my mind on a weekly basis. Stay awesome, Carlos. Hmm. So what does he do? I think maybe she she doesn't know it or she doesn't want to admit it, but it sounds like she's kind of in love with him too. I think so but too. But she's scared for some reason. So maybe he needs to give her a little bit of space. And if people think they're a couple, then she's obviously contributing to that as well. Yeah, right? there has to be some body language involved. Yeah. You know, they're probably sitting closer together. Yeah, they're just very comfortable, smiling. Right. Yeah. When I look at people who Or just I, fighting. Because if right. they're fighting, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah totally oh, they a couple. totally be together. Yeah. No, but I would say the same thing. If, I, if I'm looking at two people and there's like, it's not a friendship. You can tell when people are just two friends hanging out 
And then when you, but other people who you look at and there's flirting, there's touching. It's weird. Yeah. People always think my brother and I are going out. I'm like, God, <laughs> I, never want, week's show. I never want to go anywhere with him because I'll be like, oh, you guys are a cute couple. You look alike. <laughs> Interesting. Your brother should come to the show then. I want to see this flirting in real life. No, there's no, it's just weird. Wait, I'm just kidding. My, brother, my brother's my boyfriend. I'm just Apparently kidding. there is. We're in love. But so what should this be? Because I actually agree with you on yeah. that. I, I think that she's kind of protecting herself. Maybe this is like the dreamy romantic side of me, but I think that she she could have put out there, oh, well, I don't know if I want to risk the friendship, but by him agreeing to it, she's like, okay, you don't want it either. I wonder if she yeah, that is could be a test. single, or well, I guess she's probably definitely single if they're flirting, but I'd love to hear from her perspective, like, what, what is she scared of? Right. You know, maybe she's not ready to be in a relationship, but she just wants to have... Yeah. It's interesting that we, we're all sort of hearing that from this yeah. just the way that he wrote it. Because typically I was AK, she's not into well, I, you. I see it the other way, ironically. Yeah. Um, oh. I think, because I think he said in the question that after they had the conversation, now people have been coming up to them and assuming they're a couple and things like that. There's something in our brain, that we have many mental biases they're called. There's one called the confirmation bias, which is basically when you want something to be true, your brain will only focus on specific things that support mm, that belief. So he's having this thoughts now of like redeveloping the, the emotions he wants to be with. So now when he goes out with her, his brain is just looking for things that support that. And it it literally, it's called a a scotoma in our brain, but he's going to avoid anything that disproves that belief. So maybe, maybe it's really not everyone come up to them saying they look like a couple. That's just the only things he's saying. Yeah, exactly. Right. In in my opinion, it's nothing. Like Do you I, think I think so? I think you guys are just friends. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. To well, me. the only thing that threw me off was the thing where she said that was exciting. Like it excited her to think. I about think she that. just. Mm. She, I think she's just a nice person. Do you think she so? Be, I, I mean, I think like a girl actually would be like, ugh, gross. Like, but instead she was like, you know, I don't know if I'd ever. I would. I would say I don't want to ruin the friendship. I would never say that excites. Well, isn't me. isn't it everything before the word but is false? Is that that's what it is? What it's very say, exciting. Yeah. It's a really exciting idea. But let's just be friends. Oh, see, well, we, when you're saying it like that, it's yeah. really exciting. But <laughs> let's just keep our friendship. Okay, that's interesting. So, what would you, what would you tell Carlos to do? He should probably back off a little bit, so he's not putting himself out there, getting his hopes up, thinking, "Oh, it could happen any moment mm-hmm. now." And then she starts dating someone else, and that's yeah. a really crushed. hard place to live. You and can't yeah. yeah, if you're friends for 14 years, yeah. it just seems like it would have happened before now. Don't you think if she was feeling yeah, something, time. could you go in love with a guy for 14 years and never say anything? Like, especially what? if you're like a confident if you're a girl, girl yeah, exactly. you're gonna, you're you would say, say something. something at some point. He should. What he should really do is figure out a way to like emotionally detach from being like with what her. you advised at the beginning of the show, right? But then also, let's okay. Now you have a cool girl that's a really good friend of yours. Utilize that value and let her start introducing you to other people when you guys go out. There that's what he said. He tried around. doing already. He said he couldn't do it, and then he just, like his feelings it's like too painful. How do guys you. emotionally detach? Because I hear so so often like boys don't See? get emotional. They get or they they're mean and they're not very as emotionally invested as women. So mm-hmm. I'd love to know like how a guy does that. Well, there's there's two ways. One, they get fucked up. They just do a lot of drugs and alcohol okay. for a while. And that actually kind of works. Um, <laughs> yes, you can, you can go on like a month-long bender and then you wake up and you're like, what was it? Right, you don't even remember works. her name. You're like, okay. Right. Um, that's not the healthy way. The, the right. healthier oh, way. Not? Well, I mean, I'm no doctor. I don't want anyone out there that likes <laughs> cocaine and alcohol might work. But um, the other way I'd recommend is you need to act in accordance with what you want to feel. You know, like I think our behaviors are much more important than like you can try and, and you know, mentally mind fuck yourself all day, but if you feel something, you feel something. So act in accordance with the, the person you want to become. Like if you want to be a cool, confident, calm, single guy, then start forcing yourself to do things that are in accordance with that. How would a cool, confident, single guy act right now? Mm-hmm. Would he uh, be thinking about some other girl or would he just be out there being social, being cool, having fun with everybody? Like the sooner you can force yourself to act that way, the sooner those 
uh, like former attachments will become yeah. former. But it's really just about altering your behavior. So mm. stop being her best friend and take a step back and then you can readjust. Yeah, stop, stop looking back and start looking forward on what the future holds or what you're going to build for yourself. Now. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, look at the boobs, saying, not the butt. Exactly. There you, you go. Back, you I have, boobs, okay. or if you look back, you see the butt. If you look forward, you see the boobs. <laughs> okay, I have one more question and then we are going to wrap up and overanalyze this. Hi, my name is Keith. I love the podcast. I used to be very successful with women, but in the last couple of years, my confidence with women has dwindled. I'm not sure why, but even when women show flirting signs, I trick myself into thinking that they are just being friendly or nice. I always uh, have and still am confident in almost all social encounters except for, only recently, with women. Where did I go wrong and what can I do to get my confidence back? Keith. Well, we need more information, Keith. Have you burned in a relationship before? Is it something like... His physicality, like has he put on weight to make him lose his self-esteem? Like, I think there's, yeah, there could be any number of factors for sure. But so then, if let's say it was one of those things, yeah, what would be a general piece of advice that you could provide to him? Do Ooh, things that know. make you feel confident. Do yeah. things that you know you're good at that you don't have to second guess yourself. And and like um, like Jason was just saying, you see things the way you want to. So he, it's almost like you know if you can't sleep for a night or two, all of a sudden it, you get it in your head, and then you just can't sleep at all for the next yeah. two, right. three weeks, month. Yeah, something's off. Something's wrong. I right, can't sleep. Right. But it's all like a mental thing. So he probably just had one or two situations with women that didn't seem to go well, and now he's kind of tripped himself up and got him, himself all screwed up. That that's the way it is Mm -hmm. so i would just go back to whatever you did before and not think too much about Mm it i would say yeah i mean i totally agree with chris and the other two things i would add is one kind of what she was saying just change like we all have these pictures we we remember ourselves as like we remember these specific moments almost like polaroids in our mind like that one time i got rejected and you see that picture that one time that girl didn't want to have sex with me so like change the pictures in your brain to the times that were good um be kind of delusional. Put an Instagram forget, filter on it. Right, yeah. Just have an Instagram of just good pictures in your brain. Like, just do that. And then the second thing, one thing you can do, which is an actual activity, every night before bed, uh, have a journal and write down, I call it like a positive momentum thing, but write down five awesome things that you did that day. I love five that. Awesome oh, you read that article too that. about I it. Wait, why? Okay. I, I started doing that too. <laughs> you? Well, I have recently started doing that. I read an article about it where it was saying, five, write down five awesome things about yourself for the day and five things that you're uh, really grateful for. Grateful for and really yeah. excited about five more. Really yeah. excited about, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was from you line. that I started doing this. Did you advise this before? Yeah, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I have. anyway I've been thank doing you. Or yeah. we're the same. But it's fucking <laughs> awesome because you end up, you do it for like three days straight and you start to build up like this really positive momentum mm-hmm. because yeah. every night before you go to bed, you're remembering all this awesome shit you did all day. And it's that's crazy all you remember. how you can trick your brain. Yeah. It, it doesn't take we a lot of work power. to actually do these things. I'm too lazy to trick my brain. It is too lazy. If I get in bed, I'm like, yeah, there's a pillow and I'm sleeping Especially if it's like tedious, okay, I've got to do that thing again and I'll wake up. Right. But actually, all of it But if you just do it for like a week, you're gonna like become obsessed with it. I read an exactly. interview with Jennifer Love Hewitt, and she's like being so dogged by the media. She's like, I love my huge weight. boobs. I have really great boobs. Yeah, and she was talking about how she got to that point where she's like, screw everyone else. So she wakes up every day and looks at herself in the mirror and says like three or four, maybe be five. I would too if I was Jennifer Love Hewitt. And does the same thing. I'm gonna take credit for that one. She's talking to herself. I worked with her. Oh, you did. We were gonna do a reality show together, and I gave her my guidebooks for the men that I work with. I believe that that's she stole it from me and um, without credit I'm very yeah. pissed off right now that's all goes here right? <laughs> anyway, complain, well yeah. good thing it's working Jen it, yeah exactly. well, it's not hard though when you have like a tiny waist and giant boobs and a beautiful face right and a so, successful career right she's like check out that bank account right yeah. I mean, like, that's what she writes down show, I did that show me the guy who's living with his parents who's got a big <laughs> mid- midsection doing it and I'll believe it <laughs> <laughs> more like Jennifer. Fuck it. Fat guy dead in your parents. Do it. 
<laughs> or like Jennifer. See what happens. Who else can live in their parents' basement like me? Exactly. Yeah. I do it the best. But, right? that's, the but, that, no, but that's interesting because it's like you, you can say that, but like that's how you get out of the basement, and mm. that's how you stop. You, you need parents. to jolt it's, yourself with that emotion, even exactly. if it only lasts for ten minutes, just to force yourself to start doing exactly. And then yeah. better things start happening for you. Honestly, mm. if you start reframing the way you view things, but if you say, "Oh, I live in my parents' basement, and I'm this, and I'm that," she Jennifer Love Hewitt could say, "Oh, I have a fat ass, and yeah. I am this and that." Like you could you could take any positive and turn it into a negative, and you yeah. take any negative and turn it into a positive, and, mm-hmm. and see what happens. So there's and a it challenge. And it projects it onto other if people. If you think, yeah. "Oh, I'm insecure," and there's a, people are going to pick up on that and for sure you accordingly. Mm-hmm. But if you go out there saying, "I live in a basement and I rock it," they'd be like. Good for you. Yes, you do. Yeah. I want to see this basement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's. What I just Phoenix pictured like Wayne is. and Garth from Wayne's World. I want to like, go. They to Wayne. I, I want to go. Yeah. I would hang out with them. I right. would sleep with one of them. I've I have a friend. I have a friend when he used to like take girls home from dinner or the bar or whatever, and he didn't hit no money. He drove like a shitty '89 Pinto or whatever yeah. it was, but he had a name for the car. Right. Like he called it the Chariot, and that was like. <laughs> but I was love just, like, He was like, "Have you seen the Chariot yet?" Best car ever. You got to see the chariot. And but I'm projecting what he's yeah. confident. Yeah. Just name stuff. You give some really that. cool names. Yes. Awesome. Okay, that is my challenge to everybody listening. <laughs> so you have to start reframing things and doing the exercise that mm-hmm. Jason and I both do because it, it, w- it will alter the way that you view yourself and alter the way that others view yourself as well. Yeah. And that is the end of Overanalyze This. And thank you so much for being on the show. I want thank you to you plug yourself. I want you to tell people where to find you, where to read sure. about your feminist blog that's yes. not really a feminist blog. <laughs> <laughs> but not really. GirlTalkHQ.com. Yeah. Um, I upload blogs every day. I'm on Twitter, just at GirlTalkHQ, YouTube, Forward slash youtube.com forward slash girl talk hq instagram girl talk hq facebook girl talk hq easy all the easy stuff very good at branding yourself yeah i'm like always on it and then i neglect my own account but that's okay right um, if right, you want right. to talk to me on twitter i'm just at asha dyer okay wonderful go figure out how to spell it exactly <laughs> thank you for being on our show you were fantastic thank you so much. and jason if people want to hear more from you go to winggirlmethod.com slash jason c and what are they going to see if they go to that page it's a, like this Capital awesome c. video very, that you made about a honeypot right no not a honeypot what is it they might see that they might see they that might. You, yeah there's I the mean, videos are always changing if, if, if you're a guy who likes attractive girls you like attracting girls and you should see it but if you don't then please do not go to that website <laughs> so it's up to you it's I like you. I like this tactic and if you have questions <laughs> for overanalyze this write you ask at askwomenpodcast.com check out new episodes of our podcast every week uh, you can go on iTunes or you can go to podcast one but we really request that you uh, down uh, not down you subscribe, subscribe to our so podcast so they go as Marnie says to your funnel <laughs> to, <laughs> they your go funnel. to your funnel <laughs> so you get it no matter what uh, and then you can check us out where on Twitter at Ask Women Podcast follow Marnie at Wing Girl Method and follow me at Kristen Carney yes and we will see you guys next week thanks for listening to the Ask Women Podcast go to podcastone.com next week for a brand new show 